what is going on beautiful people welcome back to the sex mechanic podcast i am your host the sex mechanic aka jeanson benoit aka mr confident creator aka mr born to explore aka i did it my way i kind of forgot my aks a little bit because it's been so long and this is the podcast where we talk about sex dating and situationships and my experiences around those particular topics <sighs> i don't know if y'all see me today but do i have a, a slight glow to me maybe possibly if i do it's because my uh my celibacy is over yeah let me actually bring this down so y'all can see me yeah the celibacy run is over for now like i've said in the past um i was looking for the uh correct opportunity in order to break that celibacy and or uh abstinence and i found an opportunity that was very fitting to or for you know kind of where i'm at right now but first and foremost i want to say welcome back thank you for joining me today don't forget to uh continue to comment if you're watching and let me know your thoughts on certain questions and certain issues because i always want to hear from you the crowd or the audience and uh, i want it to be an interactive experience as opposed to just me talking to you so keep that in mind and make sure to comment if you have a comment now i want to continue this uh segment that i have called i think i'm going to call it rants and peeves for now that's what i'm going to call it and basically it's when i go on a rant or you know kind of a somewhat of a, a tangent about stuff that annoys me right so today my rant is on it's gonna make some people mad hopefully you know they don't take it personal but my rant is on useless phone conversations i am not a phone person in terms of talking on the phone and so sometimes it can feel like uh conversations on the phone are just a waste of time all right especially if it's something that can be text especially if you know, I like, I just saw you or, you know, let me get into it. I want to go into the details of why useless phone conversations are annoying to me. All right. So for one, I don't understand why they exist. I understand why people do them because, or do it because I've had uh, women tell me, you know, they called me because they were bored or they just kind of wanted to know what, what I was doing or, um, just kind of see what wanted to see what was going on. And I understand that's that's fine. Like you're concerned or I don't know, you don't have anything to do. It's fine in terms of I get where you're coming from. However, it's not fine, especially if I have stuff going on. And I'm somebody who actually really enjoys my personal time and my personal space. And I feel like the phone call is a another intrusive way of not allowing me to have that personal space and time. I, I look at it just like somebody popping up, you know, popping up to my crib and just being like, hey, what are you doing or what, what's going on? It's, it's pretty much on the same level in that situation, if the person already knows that about me. So whether I'm doing something or not, it's on the, uh, look, unless there's a specific reason, if we're talking on the phone for a reason, 
and it can't be text, I understand. But anything outside of that, we don't have to speak often on the phone. We can text if we need to. And there's something about it, right? To me, there's something about I get somebody calling and wanting to know how you're doing and just being concerned with, you know, what's going on with you. But then when you tell the person, hey, you know, I got something going on right now. I'm going to have to go. Another part of that that annoys me is if the person doesn't want to get off the phone. Like they just don't want to get off. They like pretty much holding you holding you hostage at that point. And it's kind of like, do you have no consideration or care for what I have going on or, or for, you know, what I want to do outside of this phone conversation? It just seems really selfish and inconsiderate. And it definitely makes me look at people different when they do that. It makes me look at it like, oh, so I'm going to have to be not necessarily an asshole, right, if, if I need to get off the phone, but I have to be stern and I have to stick with the fact that if I say I got to go, I really have to stay with I got to go. And even if the person tries to start new conversations, I got to be, you know, a little bit more firm about getting off because that person is not going to be firm. They're basically hoping that I forget, I guess, or just hoping that I can stay on the phone, even though I, I don't want to be on the phone. So that's, that's something that definitely gets to me as well. Oh, excuse me. But um, yeah, let's, let's try to change that, y'all. You know, if we can, let's try to respect people's boundaries in terms of how they are on the phone or, you know, maybe they're not into texting, uh, texting, maybe they prefer face-to-face conversation, whatever it is, but however a person is, try to respect that to some degree because that might just be your undoing, you know, like you doing what you want to do, but not respecting that other person's personal space or time really could be, you know, the, the end of whatever it is you have going on with that person. So, Keep that in mind. Try to be considerate as much as you can. You don't have to be someone different because I definitely don't encourage you being a different person. But um, maybe try to find a compromise. If you're somebody who needs to be on the phone talking to people all the time, then maybe find a way that, you know, you guys can do that where the timing is good for both people. And, you know, like it, it just doesn't seem like you're trying to steal somebody's time. Because I'm big on freedom. Freedom is probably the biggest and most important thing to me in my life. And so when I feel like somebody or something is trying to take that away, I get really defensive. Not like attitude-wise. I get defensive like I'm trying to defend that. I try to defend my freedom to the point where sometimes, you know, I don't totally take into account what it is you're going through. So... Just give people their space sometimes, y'all, especially introvert, extrovert people like me who like personal space. A lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so that's my rant. I'm, I'm off that. So I just came from Jamaica. Now, usually this podcast is about sex, dating, and situationships. I'll weave that in, but I also want to talk about my trip to Jamaica, which was, it was incredible. I mean, it was my first trip in 
close to two years, maybe even more. Definitely since 2019, I haven't been, you know, off of U.S. soil and definitely not across any waters. So this was a very important trip for me because it because it was the first in a long time. And that travel bug was was itching. I mean, I needed to go somewhere really, really bad. And uh, this opportunity came up. So it happened to be, you know, a birthday of a homegirl who wanted to celebrate in Jamaica. And it was a group of nine. And it was just just a great mix uh, with the group in terms of the energy. And everything just flowed. Everybody was on board with whatever we were doing for the most part. And yeah, the the vibe was really nice. The weather was perfect. I don't think it rained. It may have no, it didn't rain. It might have rained like once, but not while we were actually doing anything. We had activities planned out already. We had things to do at, at night, as much as we could do on the resort. I mean, because you can't really go too far outside of the city. They had a curfew. I don't know what the time was, but I know they had a curfew. So we definitely focused our attention, you know, within the resort and whatever was going on there, but they had stuff going on at night. So it worked out for everybody. And uh, also, I definitely, definitely got to get it in. And I didn't just get to get it in. Like, I really got to get it in. And I got to get it in, honestly, in another foreign location, which to me is big. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could, I'd have sex on every different, uh, in every country that I visit, I'd like to have had sex there. I mean, that's a dream, but you know, it could happen. Who knows? But so that's a big deal in terms of, you know, having sex on foreign soil for me. But uh, outside of that, obviously it was a big deal too, because I was going on a year and eight months of not having sex, of not having intercourse. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a little rusty, just a little bit, but I found my way. And I got my groove, you know what I'm saying? Like after after a certain amount of time. And um, yeah, by the second time or the second round, however you want to call it, uh, I was back. I was back in full effect. I'm still a little rusty. And I know I could still do better, but uh, my stamina definitely is still there. So it was a great time. That part of it was great as well. But the trip also was just, I mean, it was fantastic. We had um, like a four-hour boat boat ride. Um, we went to this place called Mystic Mountain, which was kind of like a little theme, not a theme park, but a little park that had, you know, rides and stuff like that. And that was a lot of fun, actually. That was surprisingly fun. And what else did we do? We did some other stuff, too. Those were the two, like, activities that we had planned. But then also we were on a resort, so we had all-inclusive everything, drinks especially. So we drank quite a bit throughout, you know, the four days we were there. We definitely took advantage of uh, of uh, healthy livers and uh, did the most with that. So all in all, it was a great experience. But it brought me to the question of, you know, what... You know, how many other people have had foreign 
sexual encounters. You know what I'm saying? When I say foreign, I'm not even talking about another country. I'm actually referring to something that could be, you know, outside of, out of state, you know, out of country. It could be, you know, someone else's home. <laughs> and I laugh because, you know, I've had experiences with most, if not all of those different situations I'm bringing up. So I'm sure I'm not the only one, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, kind of like, what are some of your experiences where, um, or if you could think about it, you can share, obviously, if you want to, you don't have to, but I'm going to share mine, obviously, because I always share and I don't have a problem sharing. Um, I'm an open book and, you know, it's whatever people might, people might get something positive out of it. Who knows? So why not share? But when I think about foreign sexual encounters, I've had a foreign sexual encounter in Canada, which was cool. I had one, definitely had it out of state. And I talked about this on the last, the last podcast episode where we were talking about how far have you gone for, you know, some action. And uh, I've definitely crossed state lines and, uh, you know, done the hotel thing, obviously. I'm sure I'm not the only one to do that. Um, what other encounters? Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii is not really a different country. It's obviously a part of the U.S. territory, but it's definitely across the water. And it's definitely a trip. I mean, you're talking about five and a half hours of travel travel time. So it it, it might as well be a different country, but it's not. Uh, definitely had some good times there. So not really that many, you know what I'm saying? Not that much. I'm not going to count Cozumel. That was spring break on a cruise. So I don't know where we was in the water when that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like we could have been, <laughs> we could have been, I don't know, somewhere in the uh, Atlantic Ocean. There was definitely some action going on as well. But um. But yeah, like what are some places that y'all have gone? And this also is for people rewatching if you want to share, you know, what are some places that you've had experiences that are not of, you know, like not your own home and not your partner's home either. Oh, that that makes me, you know, that reminds me of the fact that I've had a few experiences at my homeboy's house or his apartment. Um, and let me explain. <laughs> so back in college, right, it was senior year and I had actually graduated that summer. And being that I graduated in the summer, my lease ended maybe a week or two before I graduated. So I kind of didn't have a place to stay. So I was staying with my homeboy temporarily. Uh, I feel like, wasn't I staying somewhere else too? I don't remember. I was staying there temporarily. And um, also in that same, you know, final, final couple weeks that I was there, I had built up a couple of relationships with people and, you know, situations just arose and uh, he was kind enough as, as my dog. All right. And uh, for y'all that don't know, Y'all have seen him on, you know, earlier episodes of the podcast. And and that's, that's my dog for multiple reasons, this being one of them, that uh, he definitely 
allowed me to use, you know, his space uh, a couple of times. And, and, and my homeboy Dario as well, because he was also a roommate in, the, in that apartment. And so I appreciate both of them for giving me that space. But yeah, definitely, you know, took advantage of the space <laughs> and um, had a good time. So, you know, that to me was a, an out outside experience as well because it wasn't in my own space and it wasn't at that person's space either so i'll count that you know i'm saying whether you do or not that's up to you right so yeah i want to hear in the comments though what do y'all think in terms of out of state out of country out of home you know what's maybe the the most foreign place that you've had a sexual encounter if you want to share, of course, because you don't have to. Now, that was another topic I wanted to bring up today, right? The topic of situationships. It's kind of like a, a, a buzzword these days where um, a lot of people use it. Maybe in the correct way, maybe, you know, not in the correct way, but since it's a newer word, it's kind of like up to interpretation for the most part. You might look up Urban Dictionary and get one definition, but then look up somewhere else, you know, like a psychology website or something and see a different de definition there. So I'm going to give you my kind of my take on what I think a situationship is. And I'll also tell you what I found the definition to be when I looked online. So let's look at the definition they give online. They say it's said to be the space between a friendship and a committed relationship. Um, that's one portion of it. But I also think to add to that, I would say it's more of a friends with benefits type of relationship that's undefined. That's also actually how it's defined online and may include some emotional connection. So in layman's terms, to put it in, in uh in words that you know you and i can just definitely understand easier it's it's being in a situation with somebody where there's most likely a sexual connection and interaction involved or a physical connection and there may or may not be an emotional connection as well all right so and that can be an agreed upon situationship between both parties or all parties, or it can be only what one person wants maybe, and maybe one or, or other parties are not getting exactly what they want either. So there's a lot of ways that you can define it and, and put some characteristics on it. But uh, usually when people talk about situationships, they're talking about it in a more negative light because situationships are frowned upon. The reason for that is because a lot of people end up in situationships because of what I just said. One person may be agreeing that the situationship is what they want, but maybe one or other parties do not agree with that. One or other parties are actually holding on with hopes of it being something else. And that can be a long-term relationship, a committed relationship, exclusivity, or or more, you know, but usually um, it's looked at in a negative light because of that. A lot of people get stuck in a situationship 
uh, not with that being the the original intention. But to me, I feel like there is a way to be in an intentional situationship and have it actually be healthy. Because again, when you look at a lot of them that are out there, or if you talk to a lot of people that talk about situationships, they talk about it in a very negative and toxic way. And, uh, you know, just like a bunch of other things that people talk about in a negative and toxic way, I feel like there is a way to do it in a healthy and uh, safe way where everyone, everyone involved is okay with how things are until they're not. And we'll get into that actually. So I'm going to give you some, uh, some ways that you can have a healthy situationship. All right. So one way to have a healthy situationship is by understanding from the beginning that there's a time limit. Excuse me. There's a time limit to whatever it is you want to call it. You can call it situationship. You could call it, you could call it whatever. You could call it nothing if you want. You could just say, you know, this is a buddy. But no matter how you look at it, there's going to be a time limit on it. All right. This is not forever. This is not, you know, a relationship that's going to go until the end of time. There is a defined time limit. There's a finite amount of time on whatever it is you're doing and whatever it is you're calling it. Once you understand that going in, now you can kind of go in with the mindset that it will eventually end at some point. That may be sooner, that could be later, but at least you have it in your mind that this is not going to continue on and on and on until the end of time. So understand that there's a finite time limit on this particular relationship. That's one. The second way is uh, for all parties to be open, honest, and vocal about what they want out of it and whether that's being met or not. So don't keep your mouth shut about how you're feeling within this relationship. There are times where people are very shy about expressing themselves and what it is they want or need in a, in a situation. And, and whatever you call it, it's still a relationship, even if it's not a committed or exclusive relationship, but it's still nonetheless a relationship. And within a relationship, communication is key. And when you're not communicating your feelings or your emotions or your desires to the person that you're in a relationship with, it's really hard for that relationship to succeed because that I still haven't met somebody who could read minds yet. I mean, sometimes I'm okay at it, but for the most part, none of us can read minds. And so you can't expect people to just know how you feel based off of nothing. You have to express that. You just have to be open and you definitely have to be honest about whether you're getting what you need out of this because people be lying to themselves, man. Like people really do be lying to themselves and saying that, you know, this is what they want for now, even though they know deep down, sometimes not even that deep down, that it's not what they want. <clears throat> and they know they're not getting what they want, but for whatever reason, it's hard for them to let go of that situation. So you definitely want to be open and honest with yourself 
and with the person or people involved. If you're not exclusive, you should allow each other to explore outside of whatever it is you have going on. The reason why that's important is because if you don't, resentment can come from that. Not only that, if you don't, you can also, you know, block good opportunities for you to find a more suitable partner. So let's say you're somebody who's in a situationship, right? You are dealing with somebody and they're getting what they want out of the situation. Let's say, you know, sex, company, friendship, you know, company being companionship. They're getting those and that's good enough for them. They're, they're loving what's going on. You, on the other hand, feel like you want a little bit more. You might want more time with this person. You might want to be more involved with this person's uh, life in terms of their family and stuff like that, right? But they're not, they're not able to provide that. What happens if you feel like, all right, well, this is the person that I'm dealing with, so I guess I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take whatever I get is opportunities may be passing you by left and right and you can't see them because you're so focused on what's in front of you and you're not allowing yourself to uh, explore fully. And I actually just told this to a homegirl recently, like you need to get out there and give yourself, give yourself like a year of just exploring, you know what I'm saying? Like just being free and seeing what's out there and really exploring freely within whatever you're comfortable doing. But it really gives you the opportunity to see the different options out there because sometimes you get caught up, like especially if you start to have emotional ties or connections to somebody. Now you're really you're really fuzzy on seeing, you know, other opportunities. You're really focused on this person and so you can't see when other people who might be a better match for you are are right in front of you sometimes. So definitely, even if emotions are involved, I'm telling you, it's it's unless, again, unless both people are happy with the situation, if if one person's not totally happy with the situation, you gotta let that person explore and and encourage that person to explore other options even if they don't take those other options and those other options don't match, but at least they'll know what's out there and they'll see kind of, you know, what, what the market looks like. All right. And the last way is I kind of touched on this a little bit. If it isn't what you really want, you'll grow resentful of the others involved and don't settle due to comfort or familiarity, because doing that may destroy the opportunity of a friendship later on as well. So what's important about that is sometimes people stay in situations because of of comfort and feeling safe. Just because you feel safe doesn't mean that you're happy, all right? Safety is one part of what people need and desire. However, it's not the only part. If safety is the only thing you feel, but you feel nothing else, then maybe you should reconsider, you know, kind of like what's going on. 
And and there's a lot of times people stick around because it's the safe way to it's the safe thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do in terms of just being comfortable. We'll admit it. Look, this is a sex dating and, and situationship podcast. So I'll admit that dating can be kind of trash sometimes. A lot of times. Sometimes getting to know new people is really difficult, especially as as an adult, which sounds crazy to say. But let's let's be honest, like not many people go out there and are really good at making friends, real actual friends as adults. A lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us have trouble with that. And I'm I'm including myself as well. I am not the best at making new friends. And so if making friends is difficult as an adult, imagine how difficult trying to create a friendship that could possibly lead to a romance is. I mean, you're just adding a lot of layers on there that really just up the difficulty scale, right? So I'm trying to remember my train of thought. So (laughs) yeah, so going into it, you definitely just want to, um, I didn't ranted myself out of a thought. Y'all give me a second. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the friendship part, it's, it's kind of like, even though it's easier to do in terms of staying in there, even though it's the comfort, comfortable thing to do to stay in there, if it's not what you want, you can grow resentful, which I mentioned before, but also you could ruin the chance of a friendship later on. Because if that resentment turns into even more and escalates to something more, now you're talking about somebody that you cared for, that you were intimate with on different levels, that you were close to, that now is possibly an enemy, somebody that you don't talk to at all, somebody that you have no kind of contact with because you allowed things to escalate when really y'all should have got out of it. And I say y'all because it's it's obviously a decision between multiple people. It's not just like one person says, nah, I want out. And then that's what it is. It's usually, you know, if one person says, yo, I want out, well, the other person might say, well, how can we change that? Like, what what can we do differently to make sure that we do keep this thing going? Because that's not what I want. The person might agree too and say, you know what, you're right. Let's just keep it moving. But, you know, the discussion is what allows, you know, it allows it to be a, a choice and a decision that can go in either direction. But if that's not happening, if that discussion is not happening, if that talk is not happening, then what happens is things just kind of like keep boiling and boiling to the point where now you have an irreparable situation. You know, you have two people that used to be really close that now they don't fuck with each other at all. And that's a really tough situation to be in. You know, whether you were exclusive, exclusively with somebody, whether you called it a girlfriend or, or more or boyfriend or more, it doesn't matter if you have a strong relationship and a strong tie with somebody and all of a sudden that, that gets cut and now there's nothing. 
that really does affect you. And so to try to avoid that, the best thing to do is if if you guys aren't in the same place, have have the discussion about that. If you're not getting what you need from that person, then you need to tell them that. And if they're not able or willing to accommodate that, then you got to keep it moving. And you got to do that for you. You know, like it, it has nothing to do with them. It's not that you're spiting them. You're not doing it to, you know, to hurt their feelings or to upset them or anything like that. You're doing it because you have to in order to move on. You got to keep this thing moving for you because if not, you're going to be stuck in a situation. And sometime down the line, you're going to look back and say, I should have, I should have left two years ago or I should have left months ago. And in the meantime, I wasted my time to some degree and I wasn't getting what I wanted and I was settling. So don't settle. Please, please, please don't settle. And that goes for anything in life, not just dating and relationships. That goes for, you know, a job that goes for, you know, where you decide to live. That goes for the amount of money you want to make in life. That goes for your profession. Don't settle for anything because that doesn't ever get you. I don't want to say ever. By the way, I don't I don't like using the word ever, never or always. So when I do, I try to catch myself and, and correct that. But it's very unlikely that when you settle, you're actually getting closer to what it is your goal is or what it is you're trying to accomplish. So keep that in mind and just try to go for something that's closer to what you want as opposed to closer to not what you want. So yeah, that's what I got today. Um, it's really good to be back. I was, I already told you guys I was recovering from a surgery that was a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting back to my, to my normal self again. And traveling really did something to kind of, uh, make me feel like more of myself, you know, like it gave me that extra boost of energy. The sex didn't hurt either. Uh, I felt a lot more rejuvenated and energized after this weekend. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll keep that going most likely. So, you know, the celibate slash abstinent sex coach that is, or was the sex mechanic is probably, he's probably gone for a while. Because <laughs> once I get it started, uh, we didn't open the floodgates now. So, you know, I, I've I've got some uh, some work to put in and some catching up to do. And I will catch up. But um, I'm glad for everybody who was able to join, everybody who was able to watch. And for those of you watching the show or the podcast later on, you already know. Like, subscribe, comment, and share the video if you like the content on this video. And also don't forget, I'm still on the road to 1,000 subscribers, all right? Like, I think I could do it before, or I think I could do it by October. That's my goal. And of course, I need everybody's help to do that. But I feel like y'all are willing to help me out. So, you know, I'm pretty confident that I'm gonna be able to reach that goal. But uh, October, I wanna have 1,000 subscribers by October. I'm at 467 the last I checked. So I have 533 to go. And I know y'all are going to, you know, be behind me, making sure that that, that goal gets met.
But that is my episode today. This was episode number 11. I didn't even celebrate or anything for episode 10. Like I didn't do anything special, but uh, I feel like, you know, that was cool and that was somewhat of a milestone, but there's definitely more to go and I'll celebrate maybe at 50 because if I do 50 podcast episodes, I'm I'm in this thing for the long haul, for, for sure. So uh, <laughs> we'll wait until we have a milestone that's a little bit more impressive, at least to me before I I go celebrating stuff. But you guys already know, uh, subscribe to the channel. And don't forget too, on IG, I'm at The Sex Mechanic, just like it says right there. And you can ask me questions. I will answer your questions to the best of my knowledge and ability. And uh, we can go from there. And don't forget to follow me on IG as well. I post a lot of pictures, videos, and uh, food as well on there. So, you know, follow me on IG as well. And that's all I got for today, y'all. Again, comment in the comment section below if you feel comfortable doing it. If you don't, then obviously, you know, you don't have to. But if you do, I'd really like to hear what's the most foreign situation you've ever been in in terms of a sexual encounter. Uh, And I'm not talking about, you know, like the person or where they're from. I'm talking about where you've done it, where you've had a sexual encounter that was foreign from your your home. All right. That concludes episode number 11. Thank you all for joining me. And I will talk to you all next week. Peace.